I'm Jason Klom, and this is the Comedy on Vinyl podcast. The year is 1970. The album, Eat Out More Often, the artist Rudy Raymore. And my guest this week is my good friend, Alan Rickert. Hey, how you how doing, doing, Jason? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So, Alan, for those who don't well, he's been on the show before, years ago. Uh, and he brought um, our mutual friend, Mitch, who's... Uh, I thought you... Oh, man, that guy's... Uh, He's a trooper because of cat allergies. Um, that that he was like dying by the end of each of those. He did. Two, oh, yeah, he's did still two in the hospital. In oh, he is. That. Oh, yeah, Jesus, he's not, he's not coming out anytime well, well, soon. Well, Mitch, uh, we all wish you our best, and we hope you recover soon. Um, <laughs> that was six years ago. Uh, so, Alan and it's I. It's not a good sign. No, but, no, no. Mm. We co-host a podcast with Jen, who lives on the ether. Uh, uh, <laughs> Dispatches from Fort Awesome. It is a news radio podcast about I our. Dis- show that we love news radio yeah i just realized that people listening to this probably have not heard that at yeah all. so us going yeah it's a little weird it's fine yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter it, i i will have some crossover from that <laughs> podcast to it's this. fine that's it's fine. fine um but there's a reason that these two white guys are talking about i was just gonna more. say you know we gotta what, we gotta dig into it because people demi- demanded that uh, two white males in their 30s <laughs> mm-hmm. must talk about a rudy ray more album uh <laughs> Yeah, so there's a good reason. Alan, <laughs> uh, why don't you tell them what that that good reason is? Well, uh, there's a fantastic movie uh, being released on Netflix, and it's in limited uh, release in theaters right now, coming this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, called Dolomite Is My Name, starring Eddie Murphy. And I got to tell you, because uh, I've never, I and I'm in it. Uh-huh. I got a little bit, little part in there. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I just, just. I can't highly recommend this movie enough. Like it is really funny. Like it, I've been at some shorts, and sure, stuff, and well, Veep, which is another one that I love. But of course, I. So, just just giving you a backstory on this before mm-hmm. we get in the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we so my buddies and I. It was either like in the last years of high school, or like early college. Uh-huh. We would rent movies that we just thought looked kind of off and make fun of them. So sure. we started with like the horror genre, ended up in like the sci-fi genre. Okay. And at some point, I think it was, I think we saw the cover to Superfly. We're like, ooh, let's let's, oh, yeah. let's try this. Sure. We, we tried, you know, Mystery Science Theater 3000 it, but Superfly was actually a, it was actually a good movie. I mean, really? Okay. A little I've bit, never but seen it. All right. I, I mean, I haven't seen it since like the early 2000s. Sure. But literally like you watch it like oh geez that that was that was good we Uh even we rented blackula surprisingly enough that's actually a good movie as well as the sequel i I was a lot of people do love that one i well it's because when you watch you're like oh my goodness this is just a gimmick and then you watch it you're like oh no like this this is good acting this Mm -hmm. is actually a really good story it's again it's been a while since i've seen that one that's great all right and then uh the best one, though, when we came across was a little film called Dolomite, uh-huh. uh, starring Rudy Ray Moore. Um, I think we were <laughs> like uh, people have heard stories about this movie before. Like honestly, uh, other than I think we might have heard the name Dolomite, mm-hmm. we never saw it. So we're watching this, and yeah, we're laughing our asses off because the movie is just it's 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 it's. it's it's about not, a super pimp. It's about a super pimp, right? But it's just like 
the kung fu that happens yep. just is not it's not good or even in existence. Like, right. It's right, just right, like right. swinging slowly at someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see a boom mic in shots. Mm-hmm. You'll just the acting is just like either yelling or not yelling. Uh-huh. It's kind of what the range is. <laughs> but uh, I just remember making fun of, and that was kind of like the gold standard. Like there was a, a horror movie we had that we saw that was a gold standard for bad horror movies we thought, which was Blood Diner. If oh you get my. a chance, okay. watch that. This was the uh, gold standard for uh, pimp movies, I guess you could say. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so, essentially, yeah. So I got a call about this audition. Mm-hmm. Uh, my manager just said, yeah, you got an audition tomorrow. It's for this Netflix movie. I'm like, okay. So I, I go online. I look at him like, holy shit, this is based on Dolomite? Like, that, like, Uh immediately, I guess, got really excited, right? (laughs) Were you assuming it was a Dolomite, like, reboot? Or did you have any concept? Uh, it was when I... (laughs) No, because the storyline said based on Rudy Ray Moore. And, and, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a lot of things. This is not a Dolomite remake, (laughs) although that could be funny in itself. Sure. They refilmed a lot of scenes to recreate them, though. wait, okay. And with Eddie Murphy, so you know it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... But when I go in, I look and I saw like I see Eddie Murphy's on there. I'm like, oh, like is he, he's playing Rudy Ray Moore. Like, holy shit! This right. is like that's that's who you would pick to play this. Sure, the, sure. And I, uh, I mean, I can tell you about the audition process and stuff, but uh, well, we can we can get into it at some point. Uh, yeah, I, we, we, we can weave in and out. First, right? I, well, what's interesting, <laughs> we should. But what is interesting to me is for all years and years and years and years, they've been trying to make a Richard Pryor movie, and mm-hmm. he was always pick number one, which to me honestly seemed like a huge mistake because at some point in their careers, they were equally famous, like in di- at different points in time, right? Equally famous. Whereas it makes more sense for somebody who was as big as Eddie Murphy to like up like the awareness of Rudy Ray Moore. Right. That makes sense. Right. And I'm glad that that's, that that's what this is. And it looks fucking fabulous. I'm very sad I haven't seen it yet. But Friday, that is all I'm doing. That'll happen. I'm, uh, I'm watching it Friday. Well, you guys should... Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, the, the writers spoke after one of the screenings. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were talking... Nicest gentleman, by the way. Uh, they were talking about how they... Re- Eddie Murphy approached him in like the early 2000s to do this and just nobody wanted it. Mm. Nobody really knew who Rudy Ray Moore sure, was. And sure. For some odd reason, like years later, it was like the guys at Netflix, like the head guy was like, oh no, I know, uh, I know who Rudy Ray Moore All right. is. Like, cause That's they, good. they, they, they said they put it on the back burner mm-hmm. and it was like 15 years later mm-hmm. that, uh, when they went in the Netflix meeting, they were trying to like sell it. Oh, but Rudy Ray Moore, this, this, this. And then the guy was like, guys, I worked in the video store. I know who like Dolomite was the reason we stayed in business. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, that's what they. That was again. That's, that's not even my story. That's obviously, so it's good. their story. But it's, uh, God, it's guys. You gotta see this movie. Like, <laughs> well, and, and the thing is about uh, the thing about Rudy Ray Moore is, I mean, as a person who's always been buying comedy albums, I was always really uncomfortable even flipping past his just because they have the dirtiest covers on the planet. Number one, they're filthy. Well, yeah. And their titles are filthy. This is Eat Out More Often. It's not. It is exactly what you think it's about. Like and it is awful. Like the cover is just filthy. But I got. I mean, I have to say because I did not listen to this album at all until after years after seeing Dolomite. Sure. Because like, you know you see Dolomite, you're like, I'm like that was funny. Like I don't know if I'm gonna like dive into this guy's right. like uh, uh, you know comedy albums. Yeah. But uh, this, I mean, 
considering like how cheaply like he produces the stuff like this is uh, this is entertaining I mean, yeah obviously i'm not the demographic but just like because i'm you know i'm 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 caucasian uh-huh middle class well i mean yeah. he, he went out of his way to say like that they were they were done in a you know I, I can't remember the exact words but he used the word ghetto a ghetto speak like right. and he wanted like that was just he wanted this character to have that so people might be interested in it in terms of like it's just how it's not how white people speak they're not going to get it so obviously i mean they're still i'm like listening to him like i know this is funny well this is but it's not for me right well i mean look i mean even when he like does the dolomite like it's just so mm-hmm. interesting because when he actually does the stories like he's got that rhythm and uh i mean snoop dogg said there would be no snoop dogg if it wasn't for dolomite yeah there are a lot of i would people... love to hear him actually talk about oh the... that would get, be... get him on get him on all right give me snoop dogg that'd be <laughs> amazing we'd have to do it elsewhere because i'm pretty sure the cops would be called immediately based on when i went and saw him on conan uh-huh. I saw him before he ever came out on stage. You have you ever been to Conan's stage? It's Mm-mm. a big it's a sound stage. It's big. You could smell weed. Oh wow. Sound really? stages are twenty feet high. You could smell weed. That's not like a it's a thing. He, uh, it's, yeah. it's it's uh, he's got a little bit of a habit. Yeah, a little it. bit. <laughs> I mean, like he's a professional I mean, it, it's just it, it's remarkable. He so this so another thing that's interesting about these albums, mostly recorded in his own living room. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. blows my mind. Well, when you listen to it, uh, because uh, you know, I went. I think I went through the, these this twice. But mm-hmm. It, I, I, it doesn't feel. It feels like he's like just in like kind of a small theater. Like, yeah, it doesn't feel like a living room to me. Well, because he's got what sounds like some reverb on his mic and a few. Yeah. But when you hear a big club or even a reasonably sized club, you usually sometimes you only hear the front few rows. So it reasonably could be a club. Right. But according to him, in his own living room. Right. So you do it as cheaply as possible. <laughs> And then you make it as funny as you as as possible. Of course, he's, right. it wasn't cheaping out, right. but he sold so many that that's how he financed Dolomite. These, I don't know that there's another movie that's ever been financed by comedy album sales, which is another reason this is fun to talk about. I mean, I the uh, watching the movie, like I got a little bit more like uh, uh, um, understanding as to how it went, the process went, mm-hmm. or whatever. But. Uh, I'm not going to get too much into it because I don't, if I give it away, because sure. I don't know if I will, but uh, I, <laughs> he, he, he found his niche, man. And he, mm-hmm. he, he knew how to market and he, they said the, like he, they said he was a very soft-spoken guy. Mm-hmm. He was a he preacher. Like his... he would preach something. Not like right. he wasn't a minister, but he would preach. Yeah. And apparently, like, yeah, I swear, but that's my character, man. Like, that's that's a thing I do. I, honestly, if he preached to, be, to to get me to go see, I would totally go. Like, he's well, just... and <laughs> you also listen to his audience, and, and there's so much like them backing up when he would do like in character. Like, he's doing these characters. Like, yeah, you know, people are just like, yeah, yeah, definitely, that's what would happen. That is what Dolomite would do next. Yeah, he would fuck an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fucking that, that's what that's where my brain is like i i'm I, i'm missing some shit but like that is something that to sign on for you've got to really love this character right where he's got so much prowess he's i he's fucks an elephant he, he mentions fucking the elephant a lot which is the only reason i bring it up i noticed you've printed these out i did uh uh-huh. just I to mean, get some reminders of the specific the language fucking mm-hmm. uh, happen <laughs> but i i mean Oh my god! Hold. On. I mean, that's the first one that pops into my head. Is obviously the fucking yellow. I don't know. I, I do love that he line. says, uh, 
just down to the motherfucking bone because I ain't never going back to San Antonio. I just mm-hmm. love yeah. my life. No, I mean, it's like he, he's uh, the rhymes are creative and fun, and you then real. Because so often people be like, well, you know who the first rapper was? William Shakespeare. And uh, But oh. legitimately people give him that title. Actual rappers give him that title. Because yeah, there's music I, behind it. Well, I, well, here's the fun thing. Though. I mean, like the whole Dolomite track was like almost nine minutes. Like he, yeah. it is, it is telling this ridiculous story of uh, this Dolomite character. Mm-hmm. Oh, here, here you go, Jason. Yes, he ran out of South America for for fucking steers. Yep, he fucked the she elephant until she broke down in tears. <laughs> and he repeats almost the exact same line later in it. Uh, fuck nine nine minutes, Jesus! Oh, I was like eight phenomenal. and a half. I was rounding up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I. Hey. Can you imagine being able to like well, hold an audience with that though? Like that is charisma. It. That is charisma. He did it. The only one I was suspect in the crowd was you hear one guy go uh, "Amen" at one point. I'm like, uh-huh. Nah, were you you were planted there, right? <laughs> right Everybody right. else like seems genuine. You're the one guy I'm like. <laughs> Rudy knew you, yeah. sat you in the front row, right, right, just right. said, to do that. "Please say, say amen." I need you to do that for me. Ah, uh, it's great, and like, and you can picture well, it because he's like, he also performs in the movie Dolomite. He right. performs. That's I think that's where I was poetry. so confused when when again not aware uh-huh. of Rudy Raymore uh, and just walking, jumping into this movie Dolomite, mm-hmm. and you do see him perform the stuff on stage, and I just remember looking at friends like. What is what is going on? Why like, is what this we... pimp performing poetry to music? But look, if I if I heard the album before, yes. I would at least have I would have context. Like, oh, oh, I okay, it's okay. Like, this that's is what fun. I paid for. It's very yeah. much like a fucking Kickstarter. It's like, okay, well, great. You better put these these fan Easter eggs in here for me because right. I just I just bought all your albums so that you could fund your movie. You right, know? right. That's what I'm saying, folks. Not only did he invent rap, he invented Kickstarter. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, but I, I mean. Yes. What What's fun though is uh, I can't though he you know he has a long Dolomite track. He's got mm-hmm. uh, uh, Pimp and Sam, which is another like rhyme one. But then he's he's got two like about five minutes worth of just like straight stand up material mm-hmm. in here too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and one song that I really enjoy. Yes. Well, he's a singer first, which is crazy. Yeah. I also did not know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. They go over that in the movie too. We Do guys, they? Guys, oh my god! Yeah. I can't. I mean, wait. Well, I mean, of course they would. But I mean, do. You, how, um, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but I'm assuming it covers just a certain period of his life. Doesn't go too young. It does cover a certain period. Like you'll see, you'll he'll. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's the beginning of the movie. Like he has like his vinyl albums of like music he's recorded. So mm-hmm. you know, you the you gotta see the movie. I I I, I, the, I don't I don't even remember if I signed an NDA, but I just want to be careful. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's fair. I'm not. We're not. We're not gonna. We we want people to get excited, and hopefully, you know. I really want the albums with Eddie Murphy on them, though. Like they recreated it, several of them, right? With or all of them, maybe with his well, with his ass on them. Because uh, holy shit, a, a bunch. I think at least three, at least three tracks on this one they mm-hmm. did, uh, and just kind of random, mm-hmm. random stuff. I. Sorry, I meant the album covers, but oh, I, the album. Oh, yeah, yes, but yes, yes, I they also do. I thought I was it. just like, I don't think they're gonna have Eddie re-record every <laughs> Rudy Ray Moore album. Although I was gonna give you the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'll just, I'll go with this. <laughs> this is a weird. Okay, you would screw, I would screw, we would screw together. <laughs> <laughs> so, th- go ahead. No, I don't know what I was gonna ask you. That was that was the song. Uh, that uh-huh. was I. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's fun. It's yeah, fun. 
Yeah, it's a song about screwing. <laughs> I mean. And then blowing and then sucking. Sure. And fucking, I assume. They don't really mention. They don't fuck. say fucking screwing. No, 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 no. Screwing, 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 slowing, blowing, and sucking. Okay, yeah. well that's fair. It's funny. Very specific language th- uh, <laughs> that he likes to use in these things. Um, not for the faint of it's heart. For his character, though. Of yes. Yeah. Well, and that's what's so funny is like I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> I well no I know where the character comes from. He did say when he was working in a record store, mm-hmm. he heard people would just come in and out. And we're t- literally telling people stories of somebody called Dolomite. That is what he said. And so he just wrote them down and turned them into a thing. It is like it's. That may or may not be. May or may I not be. I can't. Ooh, ooh, okay. Yeah. See, because it's, it's like kind of Chuck Norris shit from a few years ago on the internet. You know, Chuck Norris could, if he does push ups, the rest of the world moves. You know, he doesn't right. do push ups. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Um, really great, Jason. Thanks for remembering one Chuck Norris joke properly. Uh, but, you know. I also love. I think Dolomite could kick Chuck Norris's ass. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it. Thank you. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, I would watch that movie, and I hope that movie gets made. Like with Eddie Murphy as Dolomite. As Dolomite. (laughs) I mean, at this point, why not? Ooh, who plays Chuck Norris? I don't know. I'm I'm up for. I mean, Chuck Norris still could play Chuck Norris, but he'd have to be willing to get his ass kicked. Right. By Eddie Murphy as Dolomite. Does Dolomite Mm. have a cane? Just that's a typical pimp. He does, thing. but it's not needed. He just yeah, he yeah. has it just to have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just it's feel a prop, like... if you will. Right, right, right. That's fair. Um, <laughs> You've seen Dolomite. Right? I have because I watched original. it at your place. We had a special. Oh, we had a special screening in advance of well, <laughs> hoping you were going to be in this movie. Thank God you actually. Oh, made the original the cut. Dolomite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because thank God. Thank God you, you actually got made into it. Yeah, the original Dolomite, yes. <laughs> I remember the one white man in the movie played by Alan Rickert as, as, a, as a child. As a very, as a way too, that's the impossible child. That's fine. You're great in it, though. <laughs> Thank you so much for being in that. Uh, you're welcome. You're mm-hmm. welcome. Uh, What's so, uh, so is the the screwing song your favorite uh, moment of the album? Alex? Honestly, for me, that is that's that's the track I love. It's mm-hmm. it's not only is it cute, and funny, like mm-hmm. it's catchy, like it sticks in my head when I hear it. Yeah. So is it weird now that like on well, some level? Ba- yeah. Go ahead. Well, let's just say what what baffles me though, like I can't. Again, obviously I wasn't around at the time, but the fact that this came out in 1970, yeah, like, holy crap! Like yeah. this is like pushing pushing the the envelope on a lot of things. Oh, like, for this... sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I don't. Well, here's the thing. So, yeah, before him, you've got well, not before him. As a matter of fact, around the same time, I'm trying to look at because I think his first album, his first album was 1959. And I believe that was his first comedy album. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to double check. But if that's like, I read that he was looking up to guys like Richard Pryor and Red Fox, but he started out roughly the same time right. as Red Fox. Right. Not uh, Richard Pryor was doing a totally different type of comedy before that, very straight laced. And Red wait, Fox wait. is responsible for comedy records, basically. Like, we give so much credit to like Bob Newhart and Shelley Berman, all right. these guys who. Made records starting at about 1959, 1960. Red Fox had already been making albums for years. You know? And his, I keep saying like Rudy Remore, like, you know, push, push the envelope. I mean, obviously Red Fox pushed. Uh, sure. <laughs> but not as much as you would think. So yeah. we covered his first album on here. And it's mm-hmm. like, so I'm like, okay, here we go. Here we go. This is going to be, some, oh, it's, it's actually kind of really like tame. Totally tame. Not that much language. The times he talks about sex, it's a little more hinted at than anything else. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not filthy at all. Oh, I, I have a feeling 
two or three albums in is probably when he turns into Red Fox. But like, there and what's funny is like you know there's twenty or thirty albums with basically the same damn cover but sure. slightly different colors. He designed them by the way. Red Fox his drew drew covers. his own covers. Yeah. Wow, his own art. They're phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> it's it's so good. But like Rudy Ray Moore is there at the beginning, the birth of the comedy album, and it's yeah. so weird for him to talk about. Um, you know that he was influenced by Red Fox because he's a million times filthier than Red Fox. That's a right. million times I, again, filthier. though. He Rudy, he found his he found his niche, mm-hmm. like just niche, whatever you want to call sure. it. Sure, one of those. I call it both. Yeah, but he's one of those guys who's a pioneer of this exact art form that I'm trying to talk about on the podcast. So like now, now I feel like an ass for not having explored them more. I'm yeah. sure they're all going to be fairly similar, but I'm going to have to dig more now and sure. not be uncomfortable. I'm a grown man. I should be able to buy an album with nudity on the cover. I just get real uncomfortable. I don't know, man. My, my not Protestant guilt. I'm not, I wasn't raised Protestant, but that guilt is still there. Do you have any albums with, with nudity on the cover? No, it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Wait, I'm I? not joking. It's so wow, really? I'm a wimp. And there are some great there are a couple really great albums that I have wanted to get that are like or like interesting ones where it's like, what the fuck is this? Like this is comedy for adults and it's just a lady with her tits out. Like that is that's like and it's like, okay, this is made by some cheap ass person. Whereas honestly, Rudy Ray Moore, there are photo shoots. He put some thought oh, into yeah. these filthy covers. Oh, yeah. And they're all a little dirty. And they, and they still got the do really sticker across. Yeah. yeah, they still do well. Like they do well in re-releases. They've been re-releasing it since before he died in two thousand eight. They're all on iTunes. Like, yeah, you could get like it's not a hard album to find. Right, right. No, not at all. And when I went to Amoeba because I was trying to buy this album a hard copy, yeah, as it were, um, all they were all re-releases is all they had because they wow. but a ton of them because wow. again they're very easy to find. Right, still so they're super popular among people for whom it these are these were made. So, but you know. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the auditioning process because you said you wanted to, so let's do it. Oh, I heard just move. Yeah, it does. <laughs> no, I was just saying when I uh, uh, was interested. So I I showed up and like, like I I have usually I normally keep like sh- either a beard or a shaggy sideburns because mm-hmm, so I, mm-hmm. sh- I never know what I'm going out for and then I'll trim it to where yeah. He's go, but I had the shaggy sideburns. I went out in a, a corduroy jacket that looks mm-hmm. like it belongs from the seventies, but. Uh, it was just weird because I don't I don't know who this guy was, but there's somebody else. Like there are a lot of guys that like had 70 suits that I was like, oh crap, full hey, good suits. For you. Okay, all yeah. right. But was that, one guy came up to me, and he had like at least a 70s like uh, jacket. Or whatever. he comes up, he's mm-hmm. like, hey, hey, uh, how much you want for that jacket? I'm <laughs> like, um, <laughs> no, it's, I'm 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 wearing it. It's not it's not for sale. He's like, oh okay. And then he sits down. He's like. Uh, the only reason I'm the only reason I'm asking is because I, I I just like it so you know I so I wanted to buy it I was, I was like um okay that's so that's, that's cool thank you uh, weird okay I'm I'm, I'm I'm good I'm good uh <laughs> it was a jacket I got for Grace American Hero when we filmed that that fan series mm-hmm. and I got it for myself actually for the project and I was gonna return it mm-hmm. after the fact but I was like no I like this jacket you like it too much. Yeah. Nice corduroy jacket. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so funny. He wanted to buy it from you in the room. Yeah. I mean, that was a big thing. Like, that was, it was awkward. It was uh-huh. awkward. Like, uh, also, there were so many guys in there. Like, I went in, did the audition. Like, the casting, uh, the casting associates or assistants, like, very sweet. Like, mm-hmm. they just did, like, one take. We were done it. But uh, the conversations, because I was going to tell them about the, I like to tell people about the Dolomite story because I'm like, oh man, I was like such a huge fan of this. But I kind of 
got an inkling like she wasn't like she she was aware of Dolomite, but I just mm-hmm. don't think it would have like you know struck it landed as much in of the a, same way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's not a producer, so yeah, it's not right, 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 right. not her passion necessarily. Right. Right. But again, uh, we had some fun con- conversations about a tracks and cassettes, of uh-huh. which which what comes out when what came out when and which uh-huh. one's better. It's uh- <laughs> <laughs> really funny. <laughs> uh, Did she read any of Eddie Murphy's lines in the rehearsal or in the audition? Oh yeah, she. I mean, she had to. That's what they do. Yeah. Uh, let me see what's this next one. Um, (laughs) Dolomite is my name and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. I just, I just like picturing somebody uh, who's not acting. For the part I was doing, it was not, it was not. (laughs) I mean, he was doing Dolomite to try to sell the thing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was more intimidation, less the rhyme scheme when she did it. Uh So fair. Uh, yeah. I want to see this. I just want to see this lady reading Eddie Murphy as Dolomite to you and you having to act off of that. That's what's funny. To you me. know, it wasn't hard. Like, she was like, right. go- obviously, she, you know, it's not Eddie Murphy, which sure. would make sense who's reading the part. But uh-huh. uh, let, let me tell you, I've been I've been in some rooms where the readers give you nothing. Like, yeah, she yeah. gave me, you know, stuff. Oh, that's so that was good. good. That's nice. Uh, <laughs> that's, how nervous were you showing up on the first day? Okay, so here's the thing. So, I didn't. I never showed up. I'm not in the movie. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I got so I got. Well, no, I, I auditioned for this in a, a Snapchat series like the same week. Uh huh. And I didn't hear anything until like it was like a, a week and a half later, and then I got a mm-hmm. call from my manager. And was like, he's like, oh, I got some good news. I, I was just kind of thinking, all right, this is it's a Snapchat series. That's cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. No, that'll be fun. Yeah, uh, and he was like, "You booked the Netflix movie." And I was, I, I gotta be honest, I don't remember the last time I was like that happy and giddy. Like uh-huh. I just like screamed, and I, I was my writing partner slash friend Mitch. Mm-hmm. We we uh, I go in the coffee shop, I'm like I got it, and everybody uh, everybody around the coffee shop was like cheering, like ah! they had no idea who I was. Love it, love it, I love it. It's so good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I, I get like I never been so thrilled to like get get a part just because of it course. like did mean so much to me as far as like watching this like back in the day with friends. Well, I mean, there's uh, that. There's Eddie Murphy coming back hard, swinging yeah. hard, oh, swearing so again. Good. I'm sorry, yep. but that's big for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really big for me doing something adult. And then um, he's really fucking funny. When you're in a biopic. Of any kind, mm-hmm. you inevitably and invariably become a part of that person's history. So that's really cool. <laughs> You're a part of it in I, in recreating it, and that's amazingly cool. D- How many people do I know who are in a biopic of somebody who made great comedy albums? Nobody, just you, and that's phenomenal. Wait I'm very happy it's a friend of mine. I, Come on, you, yeah. Come on. No. <laughs> that's it. No, it, it 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 is crazy to me that yeah, I was in. A biography movie. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I love it. Like, <laughs> did you get to keep any of your wardrobe? No. I would have stolen some of it. No, I could. I mean, to be honest, like, literally everybody on set was so wonderful and nice. Like, I, and the costume designer was an Oscar winner. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. About, I'm not going to take her costumes like that. Could have asked. <laughs> can I have yeah, this you, bow tie you, you or whatever? You, you this, probably, right? probably wore a big wide tie, didn't you? Uh, there were four outfits they fitted me for, mm-hmm. for the different scenes. I think I ended up using three, but one was, by the way, it's all, it's all polyester. Uh-huh. Everything in the seventies is apparently just oh, polyester. Yeah. But, uh, uh-huh. 
No, one. Yeah, one was a wide tie with a one of those weird, like elongated collars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the big brown. I think it was like a brown plaid mm-hmm. jacket. It's been a while. One was a turtleneck, brown turtleneck. Ooh, yes, yes, with yes, a brown yes, jacket yes. over. Cannot wait. Okay. I don't think that scene's actually in there, though. Oh, <laughs> son of a, I want to see a photo of this. So I'm going to show you one of the pictures that I believe was not used in the movie. We filmed mm-hmm. this f- scene that me and the other two guys playing execs. Uh, it's a funny scene. W- wa- uh, watching the movie, I was like, it got cut. I was like, oh, no. But then I looked, and I'm like, yeah, they didn't. Like, it was really funny, but they didn't need it. Like, Yeah, okay, <laughs> fair. Uh, was it an Eddie Murphy scene that got cut as well? I'm no, it no. was. It was going to be either. I watching in context, like mm-hmm. it was either going to be our scene or Eddie's, and you got to give Eddie. Yeah, of course, because otherwise course. it wouldn't make any sense. Of course. Holy shit, that's phenomenal. So we've got. I'm just showing him a picture of. <laughs> wow, uh, the wardrobe. That's the one. Okay, with the here's neck. here's the deal though. Like, yeah, that is that's a dope suit. Yep. Um, most people can't pull off a turtleneck. <laughs> no, nope, that works. Wait, is that uh, John Daly? No, that's not John no, Daly. Who uh, is that? Because uh, I know Bob Odenkirk, obviously. Right. Yourself uh, and then two other gentlemen who I recognize. Jeffrey Weinstein and uh, uh, Gerald uh, Downey, who's actually the Bush beer guy right now. Funny. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they're Great guys, great guys. That's an amazing. I would outfit. love to do another movie with them. I would have, <laughs> I would have stolen that exact costume. That's the one I would have said. Please let me. Keep. To be honest, this is the one that I uh, wanted all of out of them. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, no, <laughs> it's fine. They rent them. Um, <laughs> so can you in any well, again? Well, without, t- yes, because you asked about like the first day on the set. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was, I was getting a little worried. Not, not because. I was nervous per se. Well, I was nervous. I was excited more than anything because sure, I sure. got I the the day before like, I didn't get a call sheet or anything, and so I call the second ID like, "Hey, uh, I didn't see a call sheet or anything." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, uh, you'll get that later." And then like, I had a call time at like six a.m. and then nine p.m. right rolls by. I still don't see anything. I I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna give him till ten. Ten, nothing." I like, text him, "Hey, just wondering what the and also i didn't know there were three parts for these execs mm-hmm. uh i didn't know which part i was playing oh, yet shit. so i'm just okay. like uh uh I was like, hey do you know who i'm uh, who i'm playing and if we're if we're gonna have sides or anything he's like crap finally like have our he finally like is able to get it to me and again he i i think he's he's got he's, he's second 80 he's of got course. enough to worry about but, yeah 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 uh, also a good guy, but he, uh, he sends it to me. I'm like, cool. And then I, I, that's when I see the call sheet of everybody that's going to be in that scene with me. And I was like, holy crap. I mean, Eddie Murphy, I knew, but uh-huh. yeah, I didn't know. I mean, it's being released and uh, the person you mentioned, I'm not going to mention just in case, uh-huh. because I don't think he had a credit in the movie. So it might be a surprise. Oh, but don't worry. I'm releasing this today. But don't so worry. I saw one film review. Somebody brought him up. Okay. Okay. Fine. For the purposes of keeping my safety. Yeah. I'm fair. Not, but you know who he is. Now. I do. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. I don't think I'll get in trouble. Okay. But uh, uh, yeah, I see him on there. I see Craig Robinson on this call. I see uh, Mike Epps. Mm-hmm. Uh, By the way, he's the other person who was always going to play Richard Pryor, but that also never came to fruition. Oh, I could totally, yeah, when it I wasn't Eddie totally... Murphy, it was going to be Mike Epps, but he's also, I think, aged out of it. Actually, yeah, no, he hasn't. I think he could probably still do it. I think Mike Epps actually could. And he's not yeah. And he's not Eddie Murphy famous, so it makes more sense for him to play in Eddie Murphy. Yeah. you got to kind of switch, you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, yeah, 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 no, totally. Yeah. 
Um, what was I saying? Uh, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're uh, seeing all these names on the call sheet. Right, right. And I get... I got the call sheet. Yeah, I didn't... No, I didn't get sides yet. Like, I, okay. I, I think we didn't get... Like, I had the script that I had to audition off of. Mm-hmm. And I was like, which exactly am I playing? He gives me the, you're playing this one. Like, cool. And then I go in the next morning, and we get we get sides. We get like an, there was an extra scene with sides with mm-hmm. a few extra lines, and I was like, ooh, this is this is great, this is great, this yeah. is fun. Uh, and luckily, the other two uh, guys playing the execs were like, I, I just said, you guys, you you want to rehearse? They're like, yes. I was just going to ask you. Great, oh, great. Let's goodness. just do this because it was just the three of us in this one scene, which mm-hmm. it gets cut. But we were watching. They literally projected. A '70s print of Dolomite on an old projector. So good behind us, oh. and we're reacting. Actually, the first take they didn't do that, mm-hmm. and I thought it, was, it went okay. And then uh, the director comes in, he's like, "It was good, but I just want to see something. Let's play the projector behind you and then react to it." And yeah, then, yeah, sure yeah. enough, yeah, it was even better. But it's so, <laughs> I mean, to literally go from a dude who part of your film appreciation comes from hanging out with a bunch of nerdy friends and making fun of Dolomite, <laughs> yes, to being filmed watching Dolomite is pretty great. Well, I, and uh, I mean, Netflix geez, how- Netflix needs to release cutscenes. That's all I'm saying. It should be a thing they do. I mean, they release. I mean, they still release like Blu-rays and stuff along with this. So that's I'll true. See if there's deleted scenes Good on call. there. All right, I'll have you sign it. I I, I will. Um, <laughs> for a fee. No. Sure. Um, uh, what was this say? Oh yeah. This, just a little thing with that was uh, also beforehand. Like it was me and the other two guys, and uh, props guy comes up. He's like, "I'm going to give you." I'm going to. He looks at me. He's like, "I'm going to make you the cigarette guy. Like you're going to be smoking like throughout all this." I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Meanwhile, he walks away, and I like, I'm like, "Do you, do you guys smoke before?" Or they're both like, "Oh yeah, no, I used to smoke. Like I quit." And I'm like, "Oh cool." I'm like, "I've I've smoked a cigarette, but as a prop, like for stuff like yep. cool. Like I, so I I do one take, and I put it like between the fingers, like uh-huh. you know, you see, and uh-huh. then after the take, he props guy comes up, he's like, "You." You're not a smoker, are you? I'm like, I am not. And he was like, okay, you know, no, it's fine. Just, just hold it like this, and he kind of showed me a more relaxed way. And mm-hmm. then, sure enough, like that scene, and then the one that got cut. Like, I just remember, like, I guess I couldn't hear because in the other room, but I guess we were all getting laughs. But I kept like put, taking in before they rolled a big puff in. So as soon as my first line came out, like a big puff like comes out. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that's always funny to me. That's always funny to me. I mean, there's a great moment on news radio, you know. Yeah. That's, that's well, well, I mean, yeah, oh my God, Phil Hartman. Okay, you caught me. <laughs> so good. So good. Wait, so I'm sorry. Are you yeah. holding it French style? Are you doing no, it no, like no. this? No, uh, To be honest, like, it almost looks like, I see, I can't. Tell you what, we'll take a picture. Uh-huh. I'll do it like uh-huh. I'm holding. You okay. Know, but that it is, good. it's like just with the two, with the pointer finger and the thumb, but then mm-hmm. the other fingers are kind of like curled around it too. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're doing a little bit of a. I don't know what you want to call that. What do you want to call that? Um, uh, <laughs> it's like you're eating a sandwich, a small yeah, sandwich. Yeah, like a very small <laughs> finger sandwich. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I love how much detail we're going into about how you hold a cigarette. That's so stupid. Set. I don't know why. This is, <laughs> I took the, I I to took the on, dumbest. I no. took the dumbest detail of what we could have possibly done. No, it's good. I did that on Mad Men, and I was always afraid that I look like a complete asshole because I had to do that all the time. I've never smoked. And I probably was just like, oh, look at me. I'm Captain Cigarette. Like, I probably looked really, really dumb. 
Uh, what was it like the second Eddie Murphy walks on on set? I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, like the first scene we shot was we were in a like, recording studio and he was recording it and we were oh, that's so good. feeding him like all the uh, stuff he's going to say. Like there's be a note that was placed on the thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, uh, just like as soon as like he started to like delivering his first lines, you're just like, oh, holy shit, this is so fucking awesome. Yeah. And, Surprise, surprise, he's fantastic. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right, right. Is it stuff from the first album, or is it something else entirely? If you no, remember? it's just okay. like announcing, it was just, it was announcing if you where can't he was going to be. I, yeah, I probably can, but it's just announcing where he was going to be at a certain time. Okay. Like, because he was touring. Oh, okay. Makes okay. sense. That makes sense. I'm not going to say what he's touring with. That's okay. Just in case. That's I mean, perfectly fine. It's already in the past. You should know, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. I should. Um, uh, it's so great. I yeah. love it. I mean, uh, by the way, yes. uh, also location guy, he he found he he was a big fan of Dolomite too. I guess he, he we were talking to him cuz somebody who was supposed to be one of the uh people sitting in the recording studio, I guess couldn't make it in, so he's like, "Yeah, I'd love to just sit in on this." So he was sitting in as a an extra or whatever. Awesome. But he he was saying like, "Yeah, uh there's that big famous scene you know, where he does the like the really bad karate kick and he throws the one guy in the trunk uh-huh <laughs> that is the actual location where they filmed that is where they filmed that in this movie i was going i mean it looks identical because that's in it the trailer is I feel like, right? identical yeah, so that's yeah. so good oh that's remarkable. he said he found some other places that were like the exact same spots oh too so uh, good hats on him. off to Holy him crap yeah like I'm That's a location guy you want on your side <laughs> yeah for real well i mean like i'm always here's the thing like that's not it's like it's like when you make a movie about something, it's like they don't have to look just like them, or like the Elton John movie it doesn't have to sing exactly like him. But like, if something like a real location shows up, it is like, ooh, ooh yeah, that's good. You like you, you yeah, did something, yeah. you did your work, you yeah. did your homework. But like, he knows it because he's a fan, right? That's fucking crazy. Right. I love that so much. Oh, that's good. Good job, that person. I wish I knew his name, but that good, good, At, good job. Look on IMDb, you'll find his name. I'm gonna look on IMDb after sh- this, sh- just I, like I, I looked up the prop guy's name. I should have done that beforehand. Look. I looked up the prop guy's name because I, I want one of those records with Eddie Murphy's face <laughs> on. I'm just saying, I will, I will do just about anything. So, they did the photo shoots like recreations, though. Mm-hmm. I think on a lot of the things they use the actual Rudy Ray Moore albums, though. Yeah, so that's you fair. You have to double check. So that's we fair. May or may not. I'm just gonna ask. I don't. I'm know. still gonna ask. I don't. Doesn't know. matter. So that. <laughs> I get excited about this stuff. I uh, love fake album covers in movies. It's a weird thing I have. <laughs> I don't know. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, uh, I have to say, again, it's just a very surreal experience that there's, I'm, with with the, the lines that I have in the room with, with Eddie Murphy, and I was looking around, and it's that cast that I just listed, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm looking and I was the only like guy that nobody knew that had lines in this scene. I was like, um, <laughs> this is freaking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's phenomenal. Like, and it's great. And I'm glad that you could do that. Not everybody can live in the moment like that. Oh yeah. I mean, look, I was, I'm very good at like putting on professional demeanor like, sure. for this stuff. It's, but on the inside, your entire thinking is just like, Oh my, like this is this real? Is this real? <laughs> Did you get so? He puts again without giving anything away. He right. puts on the character for you guys. Did, does he do some bits? 
like the, he doesn't do bits there because okay. the, the whole thing of him putting the character on in there was he was trying to intimidate us to buy what he was selling. Oh, that's if even you will. better. That's even better. <laughs> that's remarkable. I I just can't wait. I don't want to wait two days to watch this thing. Um, uh, I mean, it's playing at New Bev and Alamo Draft House. I could also go do that. <laughs> um, so we've already established your favorite your favorite track on this album is which. Uh, the ballad, I think it's called the ballad of a boy and girl. Yeah, yeah. Which, which we called the screwing song. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, by the way, based on <laughs> just looking, <laughs> I mean, looking at the names of the thirty-four tracks on his first album, I'm gonna go ahead and say, yeah, it's it's a comedy album. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, okay. It, it, there we go. And then thirty-four edited. tracks. Yeah. I mean, including the Virgin Sheep, Fish Market Girls, the Beatnik and the Judge, Pussy on the Bus, Little Pussy. Oh, he did Pussy on the Bus? He did Pussy on the Bus. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love that. So it's my regular rotation. Oh, that's, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was... When you used to DJ, that's what you used to open uh, with. Of course. <laughs> uh, okay, I, so we know your favorite. When I was DJ assistant. Uh-huh. That's... Um, uh, <laughs> so we know your favorite track off of Eat Out More Often by Rudy Ray Moore. Uh, also, Rudy Ray Moore did release an album called Rudy Ray Moore for President, and I always love when people do fake presidential campaigns in any way, because right. that's my thing. Right. Um, so what I want you to do, Alan, is tell people why to listen to this album and also why to check out the original Dolomite before we tell them to check out your movie. Like, why, why give those things a shot? If Like, what do you have to be a you fan of? You need to watch the original Dolomite, which it's actually you can watch for free on Amazon Prime right now, oh, nice. surprisingly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but if not, I have a DVD copy I can send you. And also at my parents' house, mm-hmm. I still have an old VHS of Dolomite. So you're offering to send that to one member of our From audience? From one member. Okay. The as VHS they, will probably not make it through the mail. because As long as they bu- send it to one person after that. <laughs> you just do a chain VHS thing. Like you have to promise you'll send it to one other person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the... Uh, also, I'm just going to touch on this too. I also have the, the sequel, Human Tornado, which mm-hmm. when that movie was made, like, again... It's so bad, it's funny, but you kind of knew, like, Rudy Ray Moore, like, kind of said, okay, no, I know the genre of film I'm making. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. And then why listen to the album? Why listen to Eat Out you More should listen. I, to, be, to be honest, like, Justin, well, first of all, that track I said was really fun, The Bell and Boy and Girl, but, like, all this, all this stuff, like, just to hear him, like, go for the longest time yeah. and just doing this rhyming of the story and just like how dirty. And then you realize it's like from the seventies, you're like, Oh, mm-hmm. it's amazing. That he got away with it. Like, I, I think it's, I, I think it's, it's a kind of a fantastic part of history. Mm-hmm. I'd like to dig in very much and know a little bit more about how, how, how he formulated these, how much he wrote, how much he just had memorized off the top of his head. If he ever rift on any of these things look i'm not saying but i am saying i mean the movie might answer a lot of that for Yay! you <laughs> See, i mean this is what we want to know that's fine he's not saying and he's not saying but go see it okay so you can see it in limited theaters right now right right is it just in la and new york or is it in other yeah, places too? there's other places or unfortunately specifically my... draft houses or something Alamo draft, Alamo draft house. house i think everyone there's playing in random theaters in like illinois and okay i think but unfortunately uh, Minnesota, I'd like to get my hometown. I'd like you guys to get on that because I try to see if my parents could go see it. Mm-hmm. There is no screening anywhere Damn it. of this movie in Minnesota. Come on, guys. That's messed up. If you are in Los Angeles, Alamo Drafthouse and New Bev are fantastic locations to see this. 
And this Friday, October 25th, we can all see it on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Well, obviously, watch it on Netflix. I'm yeah. just saying you should also see it on the big screen. Well, of course. And yeah. then after the big screen, definitely watch it on Netflix. Of course. You guys will be able to keep watching Alan Rickert as white guy number four. What's your <laughs> name? Does he have a name? Uh, my name is Alan John Fox. Alan John Fox. I knew it was Fox. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Man in turtleneck, which you won't see his turtleneck. Never mind. You won't see the turtleneck. Damn it. Will you? I want the No, one. I don't think. Wait. It's a great I honestly don't think the You're... turtleneck comes into play. It makes me sad. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. Sorry. I'm not disappointed in you. I'm very proud of you. Maybe there's a deleted scene. Maybe. Know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Get that Blu-ray, kids, when it comes out. Uh, Alan, thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you. Thank you for talking about an album that neither of us are qualified to talk about. No, no. I would, again. Uh, but it, it's worth listening to. And again, like, um, you might not be us, and you might get more out of it than we did, is all I'm saying. Right. Well, the thing is, like, uh, you know, when we listen to, I mean, we, we grew up having, like, Monty Python and mm -hmm. stuff like this, and just, like, finding all this old stuff. Like, this was never brought to my attention. Like, yeah. I, I'm curious, like. If I would have heard this album like when I was twelve That's or thirteen, I would have been like, "You got like fuck guys, language. you got to hear this thing. This is fucking hilarious." All like, that it, language, and then yeah, he, he talks about fucking an elephant about, like four times. <laughs> I and again, the ballad of boy and girl, I would have loved back then too. Like, oh yeah, but yeah, all of this stuff, I would have loved all this stuff then. Like, yeah. and again, it's really great now. But I, mm -hmm. it's I think it's a different thing if you're like going through your life and you were really influenced by the album itself. Yeah. Like, Although there are other ways I was influenced by Dolomite, but not mm -hmm. not uh, not per se the Rudy Ray Moore album. Sure, sure. But you guys should listen to him. Like it's a. I'd like to know more about Eddie Murphy's uh, the influence it had on Eddie Murphy. So Eddie, you're welcome on the show at any time. Um, Alan can join us again if you want. Um, <laughs> he probably pressed too for me not to be here. <laughs> no. uh, he was also uh, yeah. uh, like I didn't get a chance to talk to him much past set, but yeah, he was he was just great just gentlemen yeah yeah well, i'm sure he's a yeah gotta keep to yourself a little bit if you're eddie murphy i would well i think my, i think most of us kind of <laughs> yeah it's fair it's fair well check Except out for me because i was like what's name? going on over here what's going right right <laughs> watch dolomite is my name yep. october 25th make sure to watch the original dolomite and first. watch the original yeah. dolomite that's fair netflix um, follow alan netflix. on twitter at alan rickert that's a-l-l-e-n-r-u-e-c-k-e-r-t same thing on instagram yeah. Also, that.com. Uh, AlanRickert.com. A-L-L-N-R-U-C-K-R-T. Hashtag Dolomite is my name. Also that. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's it. There's just one thing left to say. That's not how I ended. That's not. See, sorry, that's another nope, podcast that's problem. we do. That is, I did that last night on another, whatever. Can you do an uh, elephant rhyme? Hmm? Can you do a rhyme with the elephant? No. No, I can't. There's one thing left to say. See, <laughs> I did it again. As always. <laughs> And we're out of here. As always, I can't, I couldn't remember my own outro because you're such an idiot. Uh, as always, have a good thing. <laughs> and we're out of here. Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Our theme song was composed and performed by Richard Levinson. You can email us at podcast at comedyonvinyl.com. You can also send snail mail to Stolen Dress Entertainment, P.O. Box 805, Burbank, California, 91503. Subscribe to Comedy on Vinyl on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. 
It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Comedy on Vinyl, or find everything in one place at ComedyOnVinyl.com. A major portion of Comedy on Vinyl has been underwritten by Stand Up Records. Please visit StandUpRecords.com for all your comedy needs and tune in to the new Stand Up Records channel available on the Roku, where you can also find select episodes of this podcast. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15 plus years. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah!